What's up, friends? Welcome to the FeshFit Podcast, where we talk about all things strength, conditioning, technique, and mindset to help you crush your dancing goals. Thanks so much for listening to the show today. I'm really excited to dive into today's topic because it's a big issue I hear for dancers all of the time. I'm going to start here with a little conversation that dancers and teachers have around the world, and I want you to see if you can relate to this. Imagine the dance studio. Teacher, your arms are all over the place. Dancer, I feel like I'm keeping my arms in. Sound familiar? Or maybe it sounds like this. Teacher, turn out, your feet are straight. Dancer, Ugh, but I feel like I am turning them out. Teacher, you're on your heels. Dancer, it feels like I'm on my toes. If this feels relatable, you are not alone. And maybe you aren't saying those things to your teacher. You're just obviously, you know, accepting the feedback. But maybe in your mind, you're so confused because it feels like you're doing one thing, but then the way it looks from the outside is completely different. Learning how to feel where your body is while you are dancing can be really challenging. Irish dancing is a very unnatural way of moving in the first place, but on top of that, you have to move really quickly and think about 27 things all at once. That's why today we are going to break down four tools you can use to bridge the gap between what you think you are doing and what you are actually doing. So number one, this one is more of a concept than a tool, but if you don't understand it, it is going to be incredibly hard for you to improve anything in your dancing. So listen up. Number one, if you are doing something incorrectly for months or years and it feels right, then doing it correctly will feel awkward, weird, or downright wrong at first. Let me repeat that because it is really important to understand. If you are doing something incorrectly for months or years and it feels right to you, then doing it correctly will feel awkward or weird or wrong at first. I'm going to tell a little story here of the most common place I see this happen with dancers. When I start working with dancers online and in person, we always look at their alignment first. What I mean by that is we look to see if their shoulders, hips, and ribs are all stacked. A really common incorrect pattern of posture dancers can fall into is called an anterior pelvic tilt. And you may have heard of it before, but it's when your butt kind of sticks out behind you and then your stomach is dumping forward. And just to clear something up real quick, I know there are some people listening who are like, my back is naturally more curved. I can't control if my butt sticks out some. So just to clarify, every body is different and some dancers will naturally have more curve in their back than others. So it will look different. So their dancing will look different. But even with that, you want to be able to keep your ribs, hips, and shoulders stacked as much as possible for your individual body to move as efficiently and as with, with much control as possible. 
When your pelvis is anteriorly tilted, so you know, you're dumping your butt out, or <laughs> dumping your stomach forward and sticking your butt out, your abdominals are in a stretched position and you can't use your deep transverse abdominals as effectively as you could if you are in a more neutral position. This like topic alone about anterior pelvic tilts could be an entire episode in itself, and maybe I will do one, but today I'm just leaving it like this, that for now, so I can get to my whole point of the story. So I've worked with quite a few dancers, both online and in person, with working on correcting their anterior pelvic tilt. And one thing that is very tricky about correcting it and moving to a more neutral position is that a more neutral position will actually feel wrong at first. You see, if you've been walking around and sticking your butt out and dumping your abdominals forward for most of your life, and then all of a sudden try to walk and dance differently, it can feel really tough. To a dancer who's been walking around with an anterior pelvic tilt for years, Moving around in a more neutral position often feels awkward or hard or exhausting or even just wrong because they are engaging muscles they don't usually engage or are engaging them in a different way. And this can be applied with just about everything in dance. If you've been moving your arms when you jump for most of your dancing life, keeping them still and straight is going to feel totally unnatural. Or if you've been dancing with your feet slightly straight for some years, dancing with them all the way turned out is going to feel really freaking weird. Eventually, as you work on a new pattern of movement, it will feel more natural, but for the first several weeks or months, it's going to feel awkward. This is why it's so important to know and accept that if you've been doing something incorrectly for months or years and it feels right, then doing it correctly will feel awkward, weird, or wrong. Rather than getting super frustrated and all in your head and really upset and telling yourself that you'll never get it right, just accept that what you're doing is tough, learning a new movement pattern is tough, but Remind yourself that you are more than capable of doing it. And just because it feels hard now doesn't mean it will always feel hard. I see it so many times where dancers get caught up and if something is hard right now, it means it's going to be hard forever. But that's not true if you are training to make it better. Right now, if, your, if turnout feels really hard for you because you aren't sure how to do it properly or doing it properly just feels really tough and really tiring, that doesn't mean it'll feel that hard forever. It's like doing anything else, like riding a bike. The more you do it, the easier it gets. And eventually you learn the feeling of it so when it's time to turn out, you can go back to that feeling you've memorized. So that's number one. Um, except that uh, if you've been doing something incorrectly for months or years and it feels right, then doing it correctly will feel awkward, weird, or wrong at first. And that brings us to number two. Okay, so the second tool here is to film your dances during practice, rewatch them immediately, and adjust them in real time. I wanna ask you guys a question. When you take a selfie, do you look at it right away 
Because I know I definitely do. Or when you take a picture with friends, do you gather around the phone and see, you know, what you look like? You want to see it right away? Most likely you do. Maybe not. But I know a lot of you guys listening do. I certainly do. And most likely you can retake it right there if necessary. So let's say you take a picture and your eyes are closed. You may retake it and pay extra attention to keeping your eyes open in the next photo. Or let's say you are doing some weird gesture with your arm. I feel like that's me in like 99% of pictures. (laughs) You will probably retake it and you will do something differently with your arm because you realize the first picture made you look super awkward. You can apply this exact same strategy to when you are drilling your dances. Here's what I want you to try. When you're practicing, After you feel like you have a piece down, film it on your phone and re-watch it immediately. What's great about this is you can fix anything that needs to be fixed right away. You can also connect the dots between what a movement feels like and what it looks like. So let's use your treble jig for example. Okay, let's say you're working on your treble jig and you are really focusing on improving your turnout and crossing. You'll do, um, let's take the first little piece and then you'll work on it, work on it, work on it, you know, in front of a mirror, turn out crossing, then film it right away to see if it's turned out. If it is, great. Work on it until you memorize that feeling of being turned out because you can see right there, am I turned out? If you are, you can say, okay, cool, I'm going to do that and think about that same feeling I just had when I saw I was turned out right there. If not, work on it again until you can get it turned out. Then film that part again. Check to see if it's turned out. If it is, great. Work on it until you memorize that feeling of being turned out. When you are able to get real-time feedback on every part of your dance and connect with what you are doing with how it feels, you'll be able to improve much quicker. Too many times, dancers will wait and rely only on judges' feedback or wait until they hear the same comment from their teacher five million times. (laughs) And although judges' and teachers' feedback are very important, that is a key component to your improvement, you should also use as many resources as you can to improve yourself. And that includes getting immediate feedback from watching your dances. Now, If the idea of watching yourself dance on video makes you cringe, (laughs) you're in good company. Most dancers don't like watching themselves dance. Some even despise it and it makes them want to like, makes their skin crawl. It can even cause some feelings of anxiety. This happens mostly when dancers use videos as a form of judgment of themselves or their dancing as a whole versus as a tool for improvement. They'll wait months in between watching themselves dance, so when they actually come around to watching their videos, they aren't sure what to expect. They don't know what they look like on video. Then there's this feeling of dread watching their videos because they have no idea what it's gonna look like. Rather than falling into that trap of dread and judgment and putting off ever filming yourself, 
Treat your dance videos as a tool to get to know and improve your dancing. If you watch them frequently and in when you're actually drilling your dances, you know exactly what to expect and don't have to fear the way your dancing looks. Instead, you are empowered by being able to see exactly what the judges are going to see so you can improve it right there. So that's number two. Film yourself frequently, or what I say, film your dances during practice, rewatch them immediately and adjust them in real time. That brings us to number three. Use drills to master the feeling of the basics. Dance drills are designed to help you laser focus on mastering proper fundamental technique. What I see happen quite a bit is dancers will do drills to in class to either get them over with or for the sake of doing drills, but they don't actually take the time to think about the intention behind each drill. So, you know, they'll get to dance class, the music will start, they'll be like, oh gosh, gotta do drills, they'll do their drills and then move on to the next thing, just, you know, just so they can check the box and obviously participate in class. But drills can be really, really helpful if you understand why you are actually drilling. And the reason you are drilling is to master proper technique, basic proper technique. When you are doing a full run or even a full step, there is a ton to think about, right? When you do drills, you get to improve technique in simpler movements so you can later translate that feeling of better technique to your steps. So every time you go to class or when you're drilling at home, think about what you are trying to improve in every drill, stay in that moment and focus on what your body feels like as well as how you have to mentally cue yourself to get your body to move the way you want to move. For example, if you are working on turnout, when you are doing your dance drills, Practice turning out as much as possible in every single movement and memorize what it feels like to be turned out in basic drills because then it becomes much easier to do when you actually put that into your steps. So that's number three. Use drills to master the feeling of the basics. All right, we're already on number four, guys. We're cruising through these. Okay, number four, do a body scan. A body scan is a tool you can use to get to know your whole body better and how it moves. To do a body scan, you're going to start by laying on the ground, and, or you can stand with your eyes closed, or you can also do it seated upright. Some place, just make sure it's comfortable and quiet and a place where you can really focus. You'll start in your toes and try wiggling them around. Try spreading them, try scrunching them. Just notice how it feels in your body. You'll then move to your arches and your feet. Notice how it feels to contract and relax your arches. Roll your ankles in and out. And really notice how it feels to move your feet and your ankles. Work your way up and do this with every body part. The first time you do this, you may be surprised by how many parts of your body you end up drawing awareness to that you may have not before. This can be especially helpful 
for your dancing when trying to pinpoint one area of improvement. In this case, you can use a body scan for a specific area of the body. For example, if you are a dancer who struggles with stickling the foot in versus winging it out slightly, here's what you can do. Um, but before that, I just want to make sure you understand what sickling is because I know not everyone knows what that is. So sickling is when you are, when your big toe, toe moves towards your midline. So it's like your foot is turned in from the ankle. Winging is when your little toe is moving away, away from the midline. So you are more turned out from the ankle. And when you're dancing, you want to be in a more winged position where you're pushing your little toe out slightly so the, whole, so the ankle is turned out and you have a nice tight line. Versus when you're sickled in, um, it looks like you're more turned in than you may even be. And on top of that, it breaks your line from the side. So you'll see a straight line and then you'll see the ankle bent at the bottom and you don't want that. So anyways, back to our body scan. Um, so if you're struggling with sickling the foot versus winging it out, you can try sitting with your legs out in front of you and working on trying to draw awareness to the ankle and move it back and forth. Once you have the awareness and the feeling of how the ankle is supposed to move, it becomes much easier to move it properly when dancing. So in this case, that dancer may start with a body scan and isolate the ankle and then take it a step further by winging in their dance drills. Then they'll go on to practice that feeling of winging in their steps and they'll film it to make sure it is correct. Full circle. <laughs> Um, all right, well, that's all we have time for today, friends. And once again, thank you so much for listening. Also, um, if you have not rated and reviewed, given the podcast a review, view, oh my gosh, guys, I can't talk anymore. Uh, if you have not yet rated the podcast and given it a review, um, if you could take three seconds and do that, it would, I would, it would be super, super helpful for me. Um, the way my podcast grows is all by word of mouth. Um, so when people see that there are good ratings and reviews, they're more likely to check it out. Um, I don't do any paid ads or anything like that on the podcast. My goal is just to help as many dancers as I can. So if you, all I ask is, is if you could literally take like three seconds and leave a five-star review. Or if you don't like it, you know, don't leave a review. <laughs> just kidding. But um, And then if there's anything specific that you like about the podcast, if you could just leave that in like, the review comments that will be very very helpful um yeah so thanks so much for listening i hope you guys have a great rest of your day and i will talk to you soon